All the technical busy work required to produce a podcast can be a struggle. Establishing trust with clients and increasing sales for your company with your own podcast is something you can do well. We interview the top podcasters in the industry to provide hacks and insights to help you start and scale your podcast. Welcome to the Smooth Podcast. Our special guest today is Cinnamon Denise. She is an amazing vocalist, bassoonist, songwriter, and producer who has a talent for engulfing listeners into her music. She is a classically trained bassoonist, and she incorporates a unique style of playing into her performances. She's an alumna of the University of Miami Frost School of Music, where she studied media writing and production and received her master's degree in music technology innovation from Berkeley College of Music in Valencia, Spain campus. Cinnamon has toured the eastern coast of Spain, performed in Eurovision, a Slovenian television channel. She has recorded with Grammy-winning producers and engineers and performed at some of Atlanta's top venues, including the Velvet Note and Apache Cafe. Cinnamon, it is an honor having you on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Martine. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. What an amazing bio. <laughs> Thank you, Daniela. Hi, it's good to see you too. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're excited to have you here. Thank you. So, Cinnamon, our first question for you is, why did you choose to start a podcast and how has it evolved through time? Yeah, I decided to start a podcast. Well, first and foremost, I work for a podcasting company and it's not required for us to have podcasts, but it makes sense. And the other thing was I've always really wanted a podcast, but I'm like, I have no idea what to talk about, where to kind of go from and all that sort of stuff. But talking to one of my colleagues, we were brainstorming ideas for the show name, brainstorming ideas for the topics, and it was going to be called Make Money Making Music. <laughs> and then she was like, no, I don't like it. She was like, what about the music executive? And I was like, that's actually way better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And more with so, your production background. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it just aligned a lot better. And the way it's evolved, I mean, I by no means did I think I was going to be an overnight sensation or anything like that, but I did not realize just how much time and effort it really does take. The guest sourcing, as I'm sure you know, takes up most of the time and, and like really connecting with the guests and making sure they feel like you know what you're doing is key. And so as far as how the show itself has evolved, I found that it's not just music executives that I want to talk to. It's also uh, music journalists. It's also music business lawyers. It's also bookie agents, all sorts of people involved in the music industry. And I realized that the options are endless. <laughs> so music executive just kind of sets the tone, but it really means anybody who is kind of doing their thing in the music industry, regardless of what lane they're in. I love that. I love that. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love it too. So you cover all the musical leg of the entertainment industry. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's good to know that there are so many different ways to make a business out of music. It's not just being a musician. There's all these layers to it. That's great. Thank you for doing it. Thank you. Yeah. And it's one of those things too that 
like you said, how it evolves over time. You're like, wait a minute, I don't really have to talk to recommendable executives. One, because they're really hard to get a hold of. They're like the hardest people to get a hold of. (laughs) So so I kind of screwed myself over with the show name there. But as you you start to connect with guests, they connect you to another one. Any person of the guests that I've had have connected me to another guest. So those warm leads make a big difference and building your network in that way is very effective, I found. And in that sense, what has been like your number one way that you've learned that the podcast has helped you out with your career? Yeah, I say I know that I'm planting seeds and those seeds are still growing right now. If I can think of a very specific example, one guest hired me to do production on one of their EPs. So that's just like a very tangible, like like return of investment type of example, right? But in other ways, my network has grown much faster than it would have just trying to connect with people on LinkedIn and sending messages. It's grown a lot faster than it would have just trying to send DMs on Instagram. Because the thing that I found was the executives are on LinkedIn. The music artists are and journalists are on Instagram. The authors are on Twitter <laughs> and like everyone else is somewhere floating in between those things, right? And so I found like where everyone lives and people say like, go where your audience is. And I have to be on all those things. Like I think y'all found me on LinkedIn, but I have to be on all those things because every all the people that I want to talk to are on all those <laughs> are on all those things. So you're, you're a social media octopus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And then like some, I've had a couple of like TikTok influencers on the show. And so I have to be on TikTok. So, so it's like, it's it's a whole thing. Some people I found off YouTube, you know, and then you go to the about section and it's actually kind of easy to find people, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> it's getting them to respond. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, um, finding e- someone is the easy part. <laughs> yeah. Getting an answer from them, it's another ball. It's another ballpark. Yeah. So I think but. those are like, that's gold there from Cinnamon, man. Hey, she's giving tips here. And you guys, <laughs> yeah, you got to take them. It's like, hey, you got to find this people in here and this people in here, this people in here. And hey, this, this is your research that you're throwing. But I think this is great, Cinnamon. Uh, Martin, some experience like this too? Actually, I do. Like I've found for my podcast, for Backstage Talk, I've had to do exactly the same. Like I've, I've found people on Twitter. I've found people on LinkedIn and found people on Instagram. And the funny thing is how social media works nowadays is you just send a message and you hope the universe, ask the universe, manifest it. All the gods. Yeah, yeah. Like basically do something for the Greek gods for them to answer. <laughs> and if you're, if you're lucky, you will get the agent of the agent of the agent of that person. <laughs> Right. Okay. It's, fun. it's kind of fun because you meet, because then actually, if you end up talking to that person, right, you've met their agent, their agent, their agent, their agent. So that's four more people you can interview. And your <laughs> network grows exponentially super fast because of it. It does. And it's four people you already have contact with. It's not like out of the blue, hey, I want you on my podcast. <laughs> exactly. So that's good. I, I think, too, one thing to keep in mind is that. Um, Martine, you and I have something in common with our shows because they're part, like slightly in the entertainment industry, slightly in the corporate world, right? So there is a crossover between, like you said, they're going to be kind of all over the place. Whereas if you're only looking for chief marketing officers or COOs, they're probably just LinkedIn and Twitter. So it's important to just know where your audience lives. Like 
I'm not looking for a CEO of Salesforce. Like, I'm not really looking for them. You know, that's not really my goal. But it's important to know where your audience lives and where they connect with people and where it's normal to, for that to happen. Yeah. In that order of ideas, Cinnamon, what has been the biggest mistake you've made and the biggest lesson you've learned from podcasting? Like in all this crazy world we're in, those two. Biggest mistake? <laughs> Probably thinking it wasn't going to take as much time. As, like, <laughs> like that's been a mistake. That's been a mistake, like really underestimating that in order to have a good show, you have to put in some work. Like you have to put in some time. It doesn't just float out on its own. You don't hope that someone listens to it. Like you have to promote it. You have to do all those things. So cut the kind of naivety there. And the lesson that I learned is if you can get a team, and even if a team consists of one other person, it's still a team. It doesn't matter. If you can get a team to help you, because like I have a team now that does the audio editing and the writing. Like I just book people and record the episodes. So if you can get a team to help you, it helps you focus on the important part of the podcast, on the actual content. So yeah, and then mistake, probably it wasn't that bad. But, but the guy, I, I said the guest name wrong. Like I said literally the wrong name. <laughs> and I was just like, his name is John. I was literally there calling him Adam. <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah. He was like, yeah, my name is John. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I knew it. I knew his name was John, but something in me wanted to call him Adam. And you guys know, like, you, it's for whatever reason, the older you get, the easier it is to mess up people's names. Oh, oh my God. It yeah, it is true. And it's never intentional. And it's like, to me, I was saying John. Like, I was so sure I was saying John. But listen back to the audio, and I was definitely saying Adam. Oh, my and God. And so, he's like, he was a real sweetheart about it. But still, like, I shouldn't be saying the wrong name. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, that was a big mistake. It was embarrassing, but I've had embarrassing moments on stage that are much worse. So, <laughs> No, don't worry. I, every time I step on a stage, I fall on a stage. Like it's, it's, it's my, I, I will call it blessing because I always end up laughing about it. But there hasn't been one time that I've been on stage that my butt hasn't kissed the floor. <laughs> and it's funny. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, the good thing about podcasting is, well, unless you're doing it live, it's not live, right? So you can edit it out or you can redo it. But to me, I, I was like, I'm trying to connect with this person like on a professional level and I can't even get his name right. Like, okay. But it's not your fault he had an Adam face. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He totally did. I thought, yeah, he totally had an Adam face. Like, uh. And I wanted to ask, what's the biggest lesson you can give out to the people listening? Like, what is that that you say, this is a hack that you need to think and really think about when you're about to do a podcast? Yeah, I would say two things. One, make sure you're organized. Like, especially if you're going to be working with other people. They can't read your mind. They should not have to go searching for files. They should not have to go asking you what file is what. Like, they shouldn't have to open the file to know that it's an audio file, right? So get organized, first and foremost, before you bring someone on. And two... Know that it's a living, breathing thing, right? The format does not need to be the same every time. You can change the music if you have music. And like for my show, like it's a music podcast, so like I can't have the same music every show. <laughs> so, it would make sense. <laughs> like changing the intro and the outro once in a while. Yeah. 
Exactly. So it's an evergreen piece of content. And at least to the best of your ability, right? The guests may say like, oh, you know, COVID and then be five years from now, maybe there's no COVID or whatever. But for the most part, it's an evergreen piece of content. So know that it's a living, breathing thing and it requires effort every episode. Like, don't brush off any episode. You never know what someone's going to get from it. And change up the flow of show from every time, you know, time and time again, because it just keeps things interesting. Now that you mentioned that being a music podcast, you change the music in the audio once in a while. What has been your experiencing managing content and the content schedule What has been your overall experiences with it? Yeah, so I firmly believe in having a team. So I have someone that like tells me post this on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Like I send her my insights on Instagram and she's like, this is the time you post it. And this is, she didn't tell me what to say. She doesn't like dictate that by any means, but she'll guide me. But I do know like everything she does, I could do myself, but then to take away from me focusing on creating content. So. So that's one way to approach it. But the other way is to to recognize like the podcast episode is a piece of pillar content. So you can take that and make a blog post. You can make graphics. You can make a YouTube video. You can make a micro video. You can make whatever. You can make a whole bunch of different things. And so like really optimize. If you do a podcast episode every week, you should have enough, con- your episodes should have enough content in them that you can promote it five to six days between episodes. So if I do the podcast on Tuesday, Wednesday through Sunday, maybe not on Sunday because it's Sunday, <laughs> but Wednesday through Sunday, I am promoting the episode. And Monday we have like a day off content or whatever. And then Tuesday we are back at it again. And the other thing I found is like, I have that people actually like, I'm not really a huge social media person actually. I kind of, I'm always like, I'm on it because the people I want to talk to are on it. <laughs> but like when you're doing the episodes, like before we hop off, if you don't mind, I'd love to do like an IG story of us like doing a boomerang or something like that. So that your guest is like, feels like you are highlighting them. You're excited to get to know them and that people know what you're doing. Because if you just do stuff and put it out, they don't know that you're coming off with a podcast episode. So it's the pre, the during, and the after. Post. Totally. Of what you just said. Yeah. Like, That structure of building a relationship with your guest is so important and it's part of the overall engagement. Like one of the best advice I've got on my podcasting experience has been try to make your guest feel as if you were together in the living room having a drink. Mm -hmm. And that will be magic on the episode. So what you just said about that relationship creation with a guest plus the podcast being a pillar content for the rest of your strategy and pulling out content from the episode, that is a great piece of advice. And that is a hack for everyone that wants to start a podcast. <laughs> and to grow it too. Yeah. I think that, yeah. And don't, you know, don't give up. Keep going. Go ahead, Daniel. No, no, I'm no. Sorry. I think that's great. I think that's the best advice you can give anyone in any area in the world. Don't give up. Because it. I think that if you do podcasting, to, you know, to be immediately visible and out there and be famous, like, from the start. Yeah, I'm sorry to say that's not going to happen. It takes time. It takes effort. <laughs> it takes you having a team that helps and supports you to grow and to lead on your industry. It takes a lot from you, but you got to do it because you love it. And I think that's what we get from you, Cinnamon. So thank you very much for being, you, you know, you're awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I do love it. Um, It's fun. We will be sharing all the links to your podcast and your website on this episode's description. And Cinnamon, 
Thank you so much across the distance and this crazy time as we're living in. Big hug for you. Thank you so much for being on the Smooth Podcast. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. One, two, three. Thanks for tuning in to the Smooth Podcast. Be sure to visit us at smoothpodcasting.com and follow us on social media for resources, show notes, and all you want to know about podcasting. 